Welcome, Sacramento fans, to your State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today I'm joined by everyone's favorite hosts here on the show, Sharon and Jared. Uh, first, how about we go to uh, the person who is going to be celebrating a birthday next Sunday at the match, Jared. How's it going, man? Well, hopefully we can dump some of this negative energy from this past weekend and uh, put it uh, towards uh, this coming weekend. Four, well, three and a half days uh, of being back home in Sacramento with, you know, with with y'all, with uh, TVB, with the Republic FC, a couple other folks, and probably a few extra pounds, I'm sure. Sharon, how are you doing so far aside from this past match? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty darn good. Uh, I, I did watch probably, and I, you know, I if anybody listens, if any of the guys listen to me say this. I probably watched two thirds of the match and then I kind of tuned out because I was starting to get a little disappointed. And, and if I, if I like was so intently watching, I was listening, it was on. Um, it's just, so we'll get it. We'll break it down. I did watch the last few minutes cause it seemed like for the last five minutes of the match, well, I felt our pressure. I mean, like we were throwing everything, including the kitchen sink at San Diego, but San Diego was intent on making the score even you know, bigger. They were they were looking for a third goal, but um, even though they were happy to just take it to the corner, I'm good. Thank you for asking, <laughs> Luis. I'm doing good, even though uh, let's just say Saturday was pretty sad for me, right? Because not only did Sacramento lose, but an hour after Cruz Azul lost one nil, and then around that same time, Academica lost four three. So my three teams lost. It was sad, and uh, hopefully we, we see better Saturdays, but it seems like they're on a trend where one wins, the other wins, or one loses, and the other loses. So I guess you get both situations all in one. But um, yeah, other than that, all, all's good. Um, I actually got the chance to go to a Kings game, uh, even though they also lost. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, but it, it was a close result, at least. Uh, I think it was... a. A little bit closer than Sacramento's 2-0. Uh, they just lost by three points. But, uh, I mean, I had a blast. They went to overtime. And, uh, you know, at least at least they tried. And, again, they played against the number one Phoenix team. So, you know, when you play against the top team, just as we saw here with San Diego and how they played, I mean, it's it's rough. But, you know, you played against the really good squad. So, you know, no complaining. Uh, unlike others that lost against the Lights, which – We'll be talking about later on. <laughs> we we will definitely. <laughs> uh, I know Jared. Jared just wants to talk about that already. Um, oh yes, we will be discussing that match. <laughs> uh, before we get started with uh, this game today, uh, let's go with some colossals of gratitude. Uh, Sharon, Jared, you guys got any for this week? I actually am grateful for the weather that. <laughs> this is going to sound so twisted. Yesterday we had uh, in the morning, the forecast when we heard it on Friday was that there was going to be a pretty good rain in the morning of Saturday. Well, we had a cleanup plan Saturday morning, but we canceled it, which gave me a chance to rest. And, you know, then the rain never really materialized and everybody was kind of grousing a little bit about, oh, we could have done it. We could have done it. I mean, it did, it did happen. There was some rain, 
but I was grateful because I had my booster shot last week and it knocked me out. And so having that just one extra day to catch my breath yesterday, Saturday, um, was just what the doctor ordered, so to speak. And then um, because all of my friends who didn't get a chance to do the cleanup on Saturday, all my trashy friends were actually doing one tomorrow instead. And there's a whole bunch of us that are going to go do it. It's like, okay, we're retired. We can do those sorts of things. Anyhow, Jared, how about you? Uh, well, yesterday I had some colossal uh, gratitude, uh, mainly for some of the birthday freebies I've gotten so far. I've gotten a deluge of them uh, today since it's a week away but uh yesterday in particular uh pf changs which is actually uh corporate based out of scottsdale but uh, there was a location out on my side of the valley i had gotten a free uh, great wall of chocolate which uh, i've shown a couple of folks and it was a massive amount of cake and no i did not finish it in one setting so <laughs> so okay you guys night, I'm, he sees me wagging my finger at him because <laughs> I figured he was going to be in like deep coma all day today from that massive cake. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I had part of it last night and I finished the rest of it off today. Uh, but, but I also had a $25 uh, reward balance for Landry's Select Club, which previously used to include Claim Jumper, but I had found out that uh, the local Claim Jumper here in Avondale in the West Valley. Apparently, they haven't been Landry's in three years, but they depended on people on showing the app, showing that they had that $25 reward balance in order to deduct it. So I would think they'd have to enter the account number, deduct it from the database or whatever, but no, it's just a visual site. So, okay, maybe I could try using it over at uh, uh, Joe's Crab Shack in downtown in Old Sack. I don't know. But I'm very grateful for for learning that information. Well, that's interesting. A month of birthday celebrations when you get the freebies, you know, from McDonald's to Taco Bell to <laughs> you name it. Yeah. Luis, what about you? Uh, I, I got actually two. Uh, one actually goes out to Jen for going with me to the Kings game. And not only that, but uh, I had so many questions about basketball and rules and I'd never gone with someone who knows what basketball is and the rules and all that. So it was really cool to get my questions <laughs> answered and actually understand um, what classifies as a foul, even though uh, there's still a lot of questionable calls. So let's just say Republic isn't the only one affected by refs. Kings are pretty affected as well. So oh, there's yes. something with refs and Sacramento and I, I don't know. They're just jealous of our weather or something. I don't know. There's something going on. There, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm still butthurt over 2002. For for, for those uh, Kings fans that have been fans for the Kings for years and years, y'all already know what I'm talking about. The 2001-2002 uh, Pacific uh, Western Conference Finals, new, uh, so much shady stuff, uh, including the referees, and they've been indicted on it. But yeah, that could, that could have been the year we actually had beaten the Lakers, go on to the finals, and be champions. But uh You'll, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff on the internet about that. So I digress. Oh, yeah, that's that's rough. But yeah, so that, that, that was a great game either way, even though they lost. And uh, second, Colossal of Gratitude, actually out to you, Sharon. I know you tr you're just coming to us from, you know, doing the cleanup, like you said, didn't work out on Saturday, but you guys still wanted to do it and you did it on Sunday. So huge appreciation, I think, 
just for the everything that you do there in Elk Grove. And I think if anyone in the area lives there, any of our listeners, uh, you should try and join Sharon and her group whenever you get a chance, because uh, they're doing great stuff there for for the city and, and really making it a really great place to to be at. So, oh, thank you. And a little shout out. Look up on Facebook since you're already on it. Uh, Elk Grove Anti-Trash Community Cleanups. If you Google that, you'll find uh, our Facebook link or if you whatever. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Join us. Awesome. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get right to uh, yesterday's game. Uh, again, we lost a 2-0 over in San Diego and uh, got two goals scored on 35th, 45th minute, uh, just within 10 minutes from each other. I mean, it's kind of rough, but, you know, let, let's go ahead and, like, uh, break down how those goals went down. Uh, minute 35th of the first half, Kyle Adams uh, in a uh, free kick manages to actually uh, header the ball who who made the mistake here what 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 was your viewpoint on on this goal well let's uh sharon uh take take the first one on this one you know this one's and this one's hard to say um the i i thought that san diego just had such a they caught us on our heels um it it just happened it was weird. It happened so quickly and it was kind of like a, almost like a knockdown rebound situation. Um, I, ah, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but if you notice Carlos froze, I don't think he expected it. Um, if you, if you look, he kind of, he, 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 he kind of froze. He put an arm out. Um, there's, there's no doubt. I don't honestly, I, from the angles, even yesterday watching the game, it was really, really hard to see exactly where this was coming from, you know, what was the situation in front of him? Um, you see Dan Casey looking straight at Carlos with his arms outstretched, like, dude, you should have had that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if you look at the number of attack of San Diego attackers that got in behind. So, so the number one rule, and I always say this every single podcast, I say this and San Diego did it. Um, follow your shot, follow the shot. Whoever is shooting, follow the shot. Look at how many San Diego players were following the shot. They followed it straight into the goal. They were looking for knockdowns, rebounds. Our guys didn't pick up the run. Um, but it it was just an it's just an interesting dilemma. And soccer 101 basically is if the other team is going to be following the shot, you need to if they're not called off sides, you need to go with that. You need to go with the surge. You need to get the <clears throat> pressure cover balance. You need to get the cover. And poor Carlos, he was he was kind of strung out, or not strung out to dry, hung out to dry in a sense. So it was like there was a merry mix-up all the way around. Interestingly enough, later in the game, Roro was doing a lot of the cover. Um Happy to see that um, the the man is still amazes me mm-hmm. for his age, how much ground he can cover and how quickly he gets to where he needs to be. He's he's probably one of our smartest players. And I'm going to give Luis Felipe a little credit here, too. He always ends up in the right place. You watch that in the uh, all game long. And even the announcer said, oh, yep. And just like clockwork, there's Luis Felipe. So it's kind of you know, reading the game, this one, it kind of broke down. Luis, what did you think? So uh, as we're looking at the replay, I actually froze uh, the play at a just 
particular moment, right, where Ferretti was trying to go at the ball and whatnot. And I noticed a slight, uh, like, jersey pull from Dan Casey to the guy who ultimately scored the goal, Adams. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think that guy should have been marked by Dan. I I, I actually blame Dan uh, on this goal because that was his man that he should have been marking. Yeah, Yeah, that Dan Casey's man, he should have been marking him there. And, uh, you know, whenever you're in the area, you probably shouldn't, you know, like snag or pull your rival's jersey at all, because that's going to give the referee grounds for calling a PK. And we were lucky, right? I mean, he ends up scoring the goal and, uh, you know, that that's what ended up happening. But had he not scored the goal, I don't know, maybe it could have been a penalty for them because he was doing that and. You know, it could be a slight, it doesn't have to be a complete pull of the jersey. And if the referee notices that, I mean, you're still you're still doing that, right? And so he shouldn't have done that. I know he lost his mark and it was almost like an instinct of him to like reach out to his jersey just to like slow him down. But you just can't do those mistakes, you know, because it could really cost us and in, in a game. And we all know that referees tend to call pks against us quite often but you know there's times when they're questionable calls but there's other times where you can't really argue right because our players gave the referee a reason to call the pk and this is the second time that dan does something like this right we know the last game the pk we got called out on uh, it was a little bit close to the box i gotta say but still you know he tackled the guy and gave the referee reasons to give them a penalty and here it could have happened but the guy ended up scoring the goal so I just think they need to be a little more careful with those things because we know last season we got tons of PKs called against us and a lot of times we lost games because of PKs so gotta play on that so Jared what was it Encino man wait what how did this go yeah, there there is a there was a YouTube a couple of YouTube videos I had seen about this guy from Baltimore that has these unique <laughs> kind of disses. So I kind of went in that style. I know some folks are saying old Tarzan looking ass, <laughs> Encino man looking ass, we, wheezing the Jaws looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can kind of see why. <laughs> Oh, low budget looking Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, so it, did you say low budget looking Brendan Fraser? Oh my God! Yes, I did. Yeah, who Stunt said double. Tarzan? Was that you? Was that also you, Tarzan? No, that, so someone else was uh, saying Tarzan had scored the goal. I, I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be the one. I'm the guilty one. I'm the one who was like, "Hey, is that Tarzan that scored a goal?" <laughs> Um, he he could be a stun double. I'm just saying, you know, they need a stun double for another movie. Um, it, yeah, it's, and you rarely see guys with, you know, a Tarzan hairstyle these days. So. Okay, well, not, okay, not not in the hair, but anyway, we're 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 we shouldn't be making fun of people's appearances, right? But when the other team beats us, I mean, gosh, last week I made fun of the referee running the lines because it looked like he could use another cheeseburger on top of the ones he's already eaten. But I shouldn't do that. We shouldn't be. That is just like. But at the end of the day, when the other team beats us, it's like we got to pick at it. You know, we got to pick at them. And but you, seriously, though. San Diego brought a squad. I mean, they yeah. they they brought their freaking A game, Jared. Right? Yeah. I mean, this 
all the stuff that they did, everything that they put together, I've got to give them credit. They really, they, they knew what they were doing. They're passing across through the midfield. They rarely, very rarely did they do the thing that we're not fond of, you know, the reset that takes forever where it goes to the back line and it just, it takes forever for us to do the reset it didn't take San Diego that long and they just kept catching us, you know, always kind of flat footing it. It would be interesting, Louise, at some point to see the percentage possession. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that will be interesting to see some of those stats in a minute. So I know, are we done breaking down this goal or Jared, do you have an opinion? Yeah, I'm done with this goal. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I'm done with the match, but I know we still have a little bit more to cover. So I'm ready to move on. Um, and, and, you know, that thing that I was mentioning earlier with uh, Dan Casey, like snugging that jersey real quick. Uh, you guys look at the highlights, uh, look at the third uh, replay they show the first goal and, you know, you'll you'll be able to to see that. And I'm just like, come on, Dan, like you're you're smarter than that. Right. Like he, he's done a better job and you can't do that. And he even does it as the guy actually uh, jumps to head of the yeah. ball as well. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Had he not scored it? Uh, he referee could have had the the grounds to call the PK and right, but yeah. you know they put their they swear to God they they're putting their eggs all in the basket of Carlos because it's like oh yeah Carlos stops PKs as he did last <laughs> week right <laughs> so yeah, yeah but it's anyhow. like oh, it's it's yeah you, you, we can't always leave it to that right and it's no, not always easy true. to block a PK so hopefully they don't they don't continue to do that right because we could. We could uh, see a repeat of last season with those PK calls and ah. us having to try, so, yeah, all that. <laughs> so, so are we? How far are we zooming ahead? Are we zooming ahead to their second goal here? Yeah, let's zoom ahead to the second goal. Um, when did Luis Felipe so, get the yellow card though? Because, because I, I know Jared and I started to <laughs> gloat partway through. Was that second half? He got the yellow. Yeah, that was second half. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it happened the first half. <laughs> I'd be a little worried he'd be seeing the red. But <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll explain later. We'll explain here in a, in a minute why Jared and I gloated about Luis's yellow card. Um, so moving ahead to the, the second goal. And with this one, y'all know that I put the blame all entirely on Lee Desmond, which in the last game, I was like, I wasn't impressed with him in our last game, but we won. And I think when you win, you're like, all right, you know, it's okay, right? When you lose, there's some players that you call out on certain actions. And with this one, I felt like he should not have just, uh, you know, headed the ball in the direction that he did. Because for one, there's no teammate that's around. You should see that there's a player coming your way. And if you just want to just do something, then at the very least, you could have just uh, headed it out. Give him a corner kick, that's fine. But don't leave it in a position where the opposition could just come by, get a clear shot at goal. And that's exactly what happened, right? He basically set him up. Nice Knockdowns, rebounds. But we shouldn't Knockdowns, be assisting rebounds. the opponent, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, you shouldn't be trying your luck at like, oh, they're going to miss if they shoot from far. Like, no, because, you know, that happened to us last season, right? They let players uh, get their space, shoot from outside the box, and... We saw goals like that come by, and uh, that's what happened. And uh, that's why I just placed the blame on Lee Desmond. I, I don't, I don't think Saldana had anything to do with it because he was blocked. He had no idea that's what was going to come his way, and uh, some players were, were in front of him. So it's kind of tough. Knockdowns, to, rebounds. Uh, the thing oh. is, is you know, it's again being savvy 
as to what a striker will do. Um, you know, first, first <laughs> it's follow the shot. The second thing is look for knockdowns, rebounds. I mean, those are basic, that's basic soccer. And so guess what San Diego did? They looked for the knockdown rebound. Where, where were we in covering that knockdown rebound? You know, there's, there's these little fine things that you learn over time um, in, in soccer. And not that I was a great player, but I heard it. It wash it has washed over me for gosh, how old am I? Um, 50, not 40 years. Well, I don't know how old I am, but many, many years, all this technique, all these basics has just, it washes over you. And then when you see it happen, you know, like their knockdown rebound ability is phenomenal. You know, they're looking for that. They're on the hunt. They follow the shot. Landon Donovan was one of the best strikers we had in the U S for a big, huge chunk of time. Right. And he knows all about knockdowns, rebounds, following the shot, all of those basics that get you goals. You know, nothing's going to get you goals, but getting goals. Dude knows, dude knows how to score and he's, he's coaching it. Oh, but it was quite the shot. Let's face it. It was a lace shot. It had, it was bending. Dude knew, dude knew what he was doing. Oh, I just, uh, another observation I had was that uh, not only did Lee screw up, right, but just leaving the ball right there, right, ready for someone to take a shot. But he's also uh, obstructing uh, Carlos's view. And I think that's why Carlos, once he sees the ball, I mean, it's a little too late, but he's literally right in front of him. And and so double mistake I see there in this play. Not only did he leave it there, but he's also blocking <laughs> Carlos and, uh, you know, not letting him actually see. Not that Carlos would have probably blocked it had he not been there, because I think it was just way too cornered. But Still another one of those situations where he was standing right in front of him. Here's the positive, though. I think the guys are going to, you know, they're still learning how to do all the communication. You know, they're they're all still learning how to gel. They're learning how to talk to each other. They're learning how to say something like, you know, Lee, follow it. You know, or something. nobody closed it down. Nobody followed the, um, you know, the the clearance, so to speak, that, that Lee had, you know, the head, head ball, nobody followed it. They were a little bit late. And so based, based on that, it was just like, it's almost like we got out of our zone. I don't know. It, it just, they'll, they'll sort it out. I have faith that this team will sort out all the communications and all the coverage that they need to do so that that's not left behind. Now, where are some of our, um, like our, our lower strikers. I, I know sometimes I get on uh, uh, Douglas for not playing both sides of the ball and who knows, maybe he is a positional player where he's not allowed to drop, you know, that he's always told that he has to stay high because he does do breakaways. But I, I don't know that anybody had tucked in. I mean, we're, it's not bad positioning, but it's didn't catch. It didn't catch the, the knockdown, you know, it didn't catch it. So on that note, I think I think we beat this. Uh, we've overanalyzed this situation as well. Yeah, and Lee didn't even put his body in front of it once. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So he heads it out, and then it comes right back to him, and he doesn't. He freezes. Everybody, everybody was. Just, hey, it was just sad. It was a. It was an awesome shot. I mean, let's face it. San Diego knows what they're doing. Yeah, got to hand it to him. So, Jen, how many? yellow cards did we get uh four i believe grand total 
Yeah, or or for us. I mean, the, the the one thing I have to say, and I know I don't do impressions a whole a whole lot, but this might sound familiar to some folks. I watched this game from Kazakhstan. This match is pain in my. <laughs> I have I have less pain with twelve kilogram cinder block dropped on my hum. I do not like this match. Is that exactly? Boring? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Very good. Chicle, yeah. you you got it. Yeah, that was you good. got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in- yeah, interesting stats. Thank you for bringing up the stats here because um, I that on the predict six, I totally, I don't think anybody's going to get corner kicks correct. There, <laughs> I, uh, eleven. We had eleven corner kicks. Mm. They had yeah. seven. That's a total of 18 total quarter kicks in a match. That's a lot. Yeah, a, a lot. And especially for us to get 11 corners and not have any like dangerous mm-hmm. one where we could have been like, oh, goalkeeper like yeah. saved it. Right. Or like, oh, it was a really close one. Nothing got converted. Oh. Yeah. Not not good. Yeah. Um, and looking at shots, right. We got 18 shots. They got 11 shots. We only did six shots on target. They got five. It it just doesn't make sense how we didn't have more on target. And I, I said it to you guys when we were talking during the game, but they need to practice more of their shooting. Uh, there was a lot of shots that were going nowhere. And at least you should at least shoot to the point where at least you get the goalkeeper to, you know, struggle a bit, right, to get it so and no. not just see it on outside. <laughs> He did. He did. And uh, Jared and I picked up on that. And there was a, a funny statement that went because uh, Las Vegas, not only did <laughs> not only did Las Vegas beat Phoenix Rising, but Vegas kept us from scoring. And I dead. I am dead serious in this. Their man of the match should not have been either goal scorer, even though they were fabulous goals. It should have been their keeper because those shots that we had that were on target there were some zingers in there. There was, there were some excellent shots that for any other keeper, they would have been in this keeper Vegas, damn him, uh, really kept, I honestly, when you look at the whole thing like that, as far as their, their keepers ability to keep us from scoring, we should, we should walk away with our head up. Mark should have the guys walking away with their head up because of how good their keeper was against us last night. Jared, I think you and I were going back and forth on that. Yeah. Unfortunately, Vegas was money last night. No, I mean, he, uh, yeah, he's, he was definitely, yeah, yeah. He, he was definitely giving us uh, trouble last night. I mean, Suffice it to say. I think they should have made a highlight reel of all the saves that he made. You know, because it was it seemed to be one after the other after the other. Luis, do you remember that? Do you remember seeing all the saves that Vegas made? I remember seeing some of them. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, they they were pretty good. Uh, I just think that we should have shot more on target, though. That was my only thing. You know, it's like, you know, he he has he has some good blocks, right? And those shots on target. But. You got to have the other ones be on target as well, right? At least, and I'm not saying all of them because, of course, you're not always going to get them all on target. But if you have 18 shots and you only get six on target, then, you know, you need to work on getting maybe nine or ten, three or four more on target. And maybe one of them would have actually broken his his good run, right? So 
I just think that, you know, yes, the players should walk with their head up because we got more shots and it's an away game, never an easy one. And San Diego gave us good game, right? They were a really good team. And the fact that we had more shots, um, one more shot on target and possession was 54% was good for us as, as an away side. But mm-hmm. I think the same problem that we had last season, right? It's like we have the opportunities. They're just not actually um, showing them on target, right? When we do have yeah. opportunities. So it's, it's more on that. So the other thing, Luis and Jared, that, you know, I noticed is even when I wasn't like focused on the game, there were a lot of whistles blown and I wasn't expecting yeah. as much stoppage in the game. So uh, neither side could really generate a flow that they were looking for because the sheer number of fouls. Now, I don't know if it's because we really were fouling or there were just whistles being blown for fake things. There were a few things that I was concerned about that San Diego, I mean, it didn't, it didn't look legit, you know? And, and so when you look at the, look back at the stats and the number of fouls and then the red or the yellow cards, um, You know, it was a a very stop and go game that I'm sure that Mark, when he looks back at this and he was watching the game himself, he was probably thinking we hardly get a chance to establish some type of flow and neither team, you know, there were just that many fouls called. And that's a lot. If what is it, a grand total of 19? Was it 19 total fouls called? I forget what the number was. But if you break down how many that is per minute. Um, you know, how many minutes there are actually, sorry, there were more than that. There was over 30 <laughs> fouls called. So that's a, a foul every what, two minutes <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of goofy that way. So that being said, it doesn't allow for a very good flow of game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When, when those things happen, it's, uh, it's a little, little tough, uh, to, to see that. And of course, you know, there, there were seven total yellow cards. So. It was a, it was a tough one. <laughs> yep, it was a tough one. And can we talk about the gloat factor? Not that we want to gloat about this particular um, thing that happened, but a couple weeks ago we were talking about who we thought would, because once we got Matt Lagrassa and Luis, they were sealed the deal. We had both both of the defensive midfielders on our side. We're thinking, okay, who's going to get the first yellow? <laughs> you know, between the two of them and well, the first yellow went to Roro last weekend. And so, but between Luis and Matt, both Jared and I said, yeah, it's going to be Luis, you know, why break, <laughs> why break with tradition? And sure enough, Luis pulled between Matt and Luis. Of course, to his credit, Matt didn't start. So he didn't have the same number of minutes, mm. but he probably would have had a yellow <laughs> yesterday anyhow. So Luis gets his first yellow card of the season in the second match of the season. Roro now has two yellow cards. He got one last week. He's got one this week. And now he has to watch accumulation, which is so wrong because Roro is not the kind of guy that that normally would be picking up yellows. I just don't remember that about him. You know, that's not normally his style of play. And he always looks so innocent when he walks off and walks away from, you know, the situation. It's like he always looks shocked when the ref blows a whistle on him. I mean, not quite Jaime Villarreal uh, shocked or anything like that, but uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it it could be a comparison of uh, 
it, Luis Felipe making the uh, the bacon eyes like uh, like Puss in Boots and Shrek, and then Roro trying the same thing, looking like Donkey. It just it, that I love you, Roro. Don't get me wrong, but it 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 doesn't work for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I gotta make a correction. Uh, I what? said that Luis Felipe got the car in the second half. It, actually, it was actually the first half, the thirty-five ah, minutes. Yeah, I okay. I don't know. I thought it was the second half, but I guess yeah, yeah I guess it was really early on. Um, for some reason, way, I thought it was the first half. Yeah, it was a it was a tackle where he actually looked like he had gotten injured because he he went in and it looks like he slipped and it it appeared as though he went studs up, but I think he slipped. But they still gave him a yellow card, and he came away kind of not feeling good, you know, because of the nature of the clatter between mm. him and the other player. Um, yeah, so when I when I saw that foul, I was like, oh, hell no. We do not want Luis Felipe to get hurt. We don't. I mean, that man is just solid no. as nails. And when he stayed down, it's not like a it's not like Jacker, you know, Jacker stays down to wait to see if someone's going to get a card and then he gets mad when they don't. And then he pops back up and he keeps playing where this Luis Felipe doesn't do that. He was mm-hmm. down and he was hurting. So hopefully he gets a couple days of rest and can uh, take care of whatever that clatter, mm-hmm. however that worked out. Yeah. So that, that happened. And uh, yeah, you guys get to actually gloat because uh you guys are winning. Luis won, Matt, Matt zero, but I hope Matt get, goes back to the starting lineup. Please, coach, bring it back. Um, not so he gets more yellow cards. I mean, like I said, I'm fine with them not winning. That, yeah. But, you know, just in case oh, no. it happens. The contest is over. Huh? It was who was going to get the first yellow, Luis or Matt, not who's going to. Now, or is there a new contest, like, like at the end of the season? Well, are we going to have, like, end of the season, who's going to have more yellow cards? Should we do that? Uh, I, I was under the impression it was total, right? Was it? I mean, it was total yellow. I would have said probably Luis if, if that would have been the case. But yeah, oh. we, we were going to look at the top. We were even going to do a, a, a mid-season checkpoint to see who really? was, was winning. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I, th- I thought that was going for the uh, the goals or the the, 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 the score <laughs> prediction. Yeah, the, yeah that the too. Yeah, season checkpoint was for the yeah the scores. You know, <laughs> like where we were with predicting scores and who was going to be our you know the first scorer of every match. I didn't know is the the Luis and Matt yellow card rivalry, but that sounds like a fun one, Jared. I'll hop on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I still think though we still Jared and I still ended up winning the first contest of who who would get the first <laughs> yellow card between the two. Yay. So. <laughs> yay, yay no <laughs> yeah it was a half-hearted yay, yay. sorry guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's look at what we got going so next week uh, ne- next sunday our, our next opponent uh during jared's birthday as well i gotta keep mentioning that uh we play against tulsa and if we take a look at uh, how they've been doing so far um first game they lost against charleston battery one nil they did get a red card, so you know the, there was that caveat for them. Um, yesterday they won three one against the Birmingham Legion, who actually also got a red card, but still they won. Joaquin Rivas actually scored a goal, and if you all remember, he used to play for us. Um, didn't do so good with Sacramento, unfortunately, but he's been doing really good with Tulsa, and you know now we're kind of wondering if 
he'll be at the match next Sunday or if he'll be called up to El Salvador because uh, World Cup qualifiers are going on uh, in the next couple of days as well. So we'll see what happens either way. If we see him there, great. If not, great as well because <laughs> he is uh, a tough player to defend against. Um, but, you know, hopefully we do see him though because we we do like to see former players who have left on a good note yeah. or still cool with us. So <laughs> yes, be cool. absolutely. Cool with <laughs> totally us. agree. Yeah. Um, and then in the meantime, before Tulsa plays against us, they're going to be playing against the very own San Diego loyal, who we just played against uh, at home um, on Wednesday at five 30. So we'll see how they do there. And we'll oh, probably be talking more about that at our uh, town hall live show this Friday and how they did. So get a better idea of what goes on there. Um, and especially since these are two teams that at this point we'd already played against um, on Sunday, uh, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see, right? I mean, if Tulsa beats San Diego, then we got to get ourselves prepared for a really tough opponent <laughs> on Sunday. Or if it happens the other way around, then, We'll just say, hey, Tulsa, we, we know how you feel, but we're going to give you another another L, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, and and if they're playing Wednesday, if play midweek, that's a lot of travel on the, you know, on the guys. And then they then they travel here. So that's I mean, that can be fatiguing as well. You know, that that amount of travel. So hopefully when they it doesn't matter. Hopefully when Tulsa comes our way we can just plain old ordinary player match, play our game and, and beat them. I'd love to see my goal. Cause I know how it feels because of, of the first season when we played in 2014, that feeling of winning at home and Jared explains it as scoring at will. Um, but the, the feeling of winning at home and my goal for this team is to always defend and win the home matches and win the away matches, you know, as best as they can kind of a thing. But winning the home match feels so good that when you get to the end of the season, you can look back at how well you defended your ground, you know, your home turf. Man, there's nothing like it. And I would just tell the guys, whatever you can do, just beat everybody that comes to our stadium. Just beat them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, too. I mean, if, if we do the math, there, there's 34 games and say half of those 17 are at home. If you get most of your points, then you should be pretty good for playoffs. Of course, you still want to pick up some away points, right? But if we can make our home a really good spot, we're pretty set, right? So that's that's what we're hoping. We want to see the best team play because got to make sure that your home field is a, a tough place for anyone visiting. Uh, unlike Last season, which you know, it seemed like we did better away than than we did home. And yeah, that, we got ties. Yeah. We got a lot of ties when we were on the road. <laughs> it was just like amazing. Oh, yeah. This Tulsa, this Tulsa team is not going to be the pushovers that we knew them as back when they were the Tulsa Roughnecks. They have taken on the Eastern Conference the past uh, year or so, and they have strengthened uh, their case uh, as a result of it. So this is definitely not going to be a giddy match. More than likely, it's going to be a trap match because we're thinking, oh, they're going to be the Tulsa of old, uh, which is not the case. I mean, we cannot underestimate uh, FC Tulsa. I mean, if uh, if Joaquin Rios is, is on the match day roster, 
then that's really going to be problematic for us. Um, but but even then, if he's absent uh, from the match on, on Sunday, they may still have some weapons on their side. So this is not a, a team we can sleep on, uh, FC Tulsa. I mean, especially since now they are, at least for 2022, the only Oklahoma team. So they have an entire state to play for in this case. There you go. You yeah. know, that's a... That's a good good point. And I know we're going to talk about this a whole lot more on the live show on Friday. So we can we can dissect a little bit more of the stats of, you know, what Oklahoma brings to the table. There's also possibly a side celebration to this as well. And and I will have to say I was the one that broke it to him. Rodrigo Lopez will be breaking the 10,000 regular season minutes played milestone this Sunday. And apparently I had tweeted about it and his response was that that's news to me, his words, you would think a milestone that big, which was public publicated on the USL championship website, you would have thought the league office in Tampa would have said something. You would have thought the club would have said something, (laughs) but I'm the one that ends up telling him, Oh, Hey, by the way, you're going to break 10,000 minutes uh, in the next couple of weeks. You know, Jared, that's just nuts, you know, but hey, thank you for being, that's what, I mean, come on, we're like mini reporters, <laughs> so we do dig around, we do find out stuff, so, um, you know, for, for anybody, Connor, you need to tell us <laughs> how who, who's responsible for digging up all this information there, um, you know, at, at, at Sac Republic, and what are we going to do when he celebrates his 10,000th minute um, you know, or is there, is there after party? Are we going to have a cake? Are we going to have champagne? <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, that's 10,000 minutes. That's crazy nuts. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't pop smoke, but you know, we, we got to do something when he breaks 10,000. I mean, I know this past weekend, he technically probably played more than 90 minutes, which if he had only played 90 and then that's it, that would have been this Sunday, he would have had to play just 27 minutes on the 27th day of, of March. Right. Which, but <laughs> since it didn't happen, that just means less time for him needed to break the 10,000 mark on Sunday. There you go. Well, yeah. Well, hey, if they want an after party, we are going to have an after party at McCoonies to celebrate Jared's birthday on Sunday. So. <laughs> One last thing before we kind of move away from the FC Tulsa game, and we got to give our predictions for this game. Uh, again, score, and then who scores the first goal. So, Jared, Sharon, who, who's got their predictions and, and first goal? No, no, no. We all went first last time. You go first this time. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll, I'll, I got mine already already here. So, I'm going to say a 2-1 Sacramento win. We get to celebrate Jared's birthday afterwards and also celebrate a win. Great, great day. Uh, and Cuello is the one who scores the first goal. Interesting pick. He would, he, he's my guy, you know. Um, Jared, I'm going to go next. I'm still sticking with, it's so funny. It's like, I'm always going to be black 21 or something. I don't know on the roulette wheel. You know, you stay with the same one. I'm still sticking with 3-1, and I'm going with Zeko. Oh, no, no, (laughs) no. Oh, my gosh. No, Kekko. 
Okay. Not, not Zico. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking Zico has not been starting. And so I've got to go with Keko because he's been starting. So 3-1 Keko. It's probably uh, going to be Doug, Douglas. It's probably going to be Douglas. Okay, which one is it, uh, Zeko or, or Douglas? No, I'm going with Keko. Oh, you're Keko going with Keko. Keko. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a real tough match. I am going to say one zero Republic, and I'm going to go with Douglas uh, for scoring that one. I have a feeling you're going to win. It's your birthday. We'll see. Well, at least you'll get some point. I, 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 I have a feeling about Douglas, you know, getting unleashed against uh, the Tulsa back line because they're going to be tired and Douglas can outrun everybody. Keko outsmarts him, but Cueo is just craftier. And mm-hmm. So, sorry. Mm-hmm. Beep. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I got the fair warning, too, from, from you and Jared. Actually, I'm surprised Jared hasn't said more words, but I guess that, that might be... Still I think, coming. Yeah, I think he's probably getting tired. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, no, no more." Oh, oh, good. Thank you. You're gonna you're gonna make the editing job uh, much easier. <laughs> uh, well, cool. So just to recap, uh, I got a two-one Cuello. Sharon, you got three-one Keko, and Jared one-nil uh, Douglas Jr. So th- that's that's what we got. Hopefully, someone gets a point. I mean, again, we always get happy if someone does get a point because if no one gets a point that means that we probably lost. <laughs> That's <laughs> <At> correct. That <laughs> Unless one of us is like, we're going to lose that game. I don't know if that will come to that this season. We might. We'll see if we give a prediction of us losing uh, a match. And, uh, you know, that's going to be acceptable. And we'll all be good if we say that. So we say that that might happen sometime this season. You know, we're not being pessimistic or anything, but we're just trying to get points here and get a get a free dinner at the end of the season. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, all right. Well, I know Jared just wants to say these things already too. So let, let's just go ahead and, and have him say his USL unsolved mystery for today. So Jared, have fun. Go, go at it. <laughs> All right, and we actually have a twofer. Uh, one of them we kind of touched upon earlier today, uh, but I'll go. I'll lead with that first, just uh, to get it fresh in the mind. Now, back on Friday, uh, the USL Championship, they'll usually have their talking points, uh, things to look to forward to in in the week. Uh, one in particular was a set of milestones. Now, there were some for goals. Uh, goals to be scored in a season, career goals, uh, regular season minutes played. Uh, there were, I believe, a couple players that were looking to eclipse the 15,000 uh, RSM uh, played uh, mark, but uh, and particularly for 10,000, uh, there is one player just a little bit ahead of Rodrigo Lopez, but uh, Roro himself is actually due to break the 10,000 uh, regular season minutes played that mark uh, this coming Sunday against FC Tulsa. Now, you would think for a milestone that big, someone would at least uh, get uh, get you to, to notice, like, hey, looks like you're going to be breaking uh, 10,000 here pretty soon. No word from the league. No word from the club. Apparently, no uh, word from his team members. 
but there was only one person that broke the news to him, at least according to his Twitter response. And that was yours truly. So I even posted the article and there were a few others that uh, had noticed that that as well, that nobody had said a thing to Dororo. I mean, this is this is a big thing. I mean, I mean, we all remember our first 90 minutes played, you know, our first game. 10,000 minutes played is not a small feat. I mean, that's, I can't really quantify how 10,000 minutes marks up, but that's still a lofty number to get on a career. And Roro's not even in his 40s. I mean, he's he's barely mid-30s, if even that. And the rack of that many minutes, I mean, is, is a major accomplishment. But why is it? Nobody else except for me, and I don't want to say a lowly podcaster, but just someone that's living out in the desert away from the home market, being the first one to say, hey, Roro, 10,000, how do you feel about it? And then nothing, I mean, not necessarily nothing, but he was not even made aware of it. So that is one of the unsolved mysteries. Now we get into the meat and taters. This is, the, this is the second of the twofer. Now, of course, you know, I happen to live in Phoenix Rising FC territory. I'm on the other side of the valley from where they play in Chandler over in Avondale. I could step on the 99th Avenue and I could see where the Arizona Cardinals play, if that tells you anything. And, of course, living here, I get it that some of the Rising FC fans the past couple of years they finally made it to the playoffs. They've gotten to USL finals at least a couple times. Ended up choking the first time around. The second time, it didn't even get played because of uh, Miss Rona. But uh, we also know about the Las Vegas Lights FC. Last year, oh boy, last year. I still remember the match I went to on Labor Day last year. We got we I got to see it with a uh, with our other Southwest correspondent Jennifer. We got to watch the uh, the cash grab, and of course, uh, Sacramento Public FC drubbing Las Vegas at a point where they just shut off the scoreboard because they didn't want to post any more Republic FC goals. <laughs> but but these very same Las Vegas lights last night end up beating Phoenix Rising FC at Cashman Field. This is supposedly the team that runs the West and they got run out of the 702 two to one. And of course I've already gotten a, uh, a hashtag SOTR after dark meme posted about this. Uh, how can, how can I put it this way? Uh, ain't nothing rising in Phoenix uh, this weekend. Woo woo! <laughs> We're gonna we're we're gonna have to send a shipment of ginseng and those bl- little blue diamond candies out Chandler way uh, this next week. So so remember, Phoenix was playing in Las Vegas, and things could have been rising, you know, because it is Las Vegas, but it wasn't rising. <laughs> Las Vegas stepped up to the plate, nailed it. Yeah. And if you guys recall, I said, watch out with this Las Vegas. I have a feeling they're not going to be the same team as they were last year because sometimes that happens, right? You have a team that did really horrible one year and, you know, the front office kind of catches on. It's like, hey, you don't want to see that again, right? Do some changes, right? And so 
I, I said it right. I think this this team might be different, and we need to, you know, make sure we're not too overly confident whenever we get a chance to play against them. <laughs> as much as we like to just make fun of them here on on the show, and and in good in a good way, not <laughs> not anything bad here, but uh, you know, we we enjoy that. So, you know, I I think that that's what we're gonna see. But another thing I think that is going on now with Phoenix is that. They lost, uh, you know, how can I say, handball Asante, right? He's no longer playing with them. And oh, he right, did right. a lot for them, right? I, don't, I mean, you guys know he he really, you know, uh, helped the team get a lot of wins, right? And, and he he was one of their top guys. So now that he's gone, I, and I think you, you, they're really missing him out there. And, and it's being reflected. And we saw it yesterday with, with them losing against them. Good point. Good points. Thanks for bringing all that up, guys. Yeah. So, as we said, we got that was our joy on Saturday, and um, you know, at least, at least Phoenix not rising up in the standings, and uh, we're gonna see a different kind of uh, standings. At least right now, it's looking a little different. Uh, we got pushed down to eighth place. Um, if playoffs were tomorrow, we'd be out by just one one spot um but some of the top teams right now i'd say in the top four because they're the ones that haven't lost in these two games new mexico the loyal colorado san antonio i know that that one that one's not one we want to see up there <laughs> ourselves um but those are the teams that that we have right now um that have won their two games so we'll, we'll see we'll see how things keep going but you know, Phoenix got their first loss in two games, and that's not something that they've had in a while, right? It seems like every year they don't get their first loss until long, long into the season. It's a whole different season, guys. Whole different season. Hey, but on a positive note, uh, Shannon Gomez got an assist last night, so I kind of I'm proud of him. Proud of him, even though it's Houston, you know it's a, a San Antonio. At least Shannon Gomez got an assist. Appreciate him. Yeah, that's at least uh, some uh, gl- glimmer of light uh, in that match. I mean, they were playing against L.A., and that was kind of a match I was hoping both teams would lose, but at least Shannon <laughs> Gomez. It, I'll, I'll, with, with the teammate that he has, I'll at least go for, for Shannon. I will give him credit. But that's yeah. really about the only good thing I can go for San Antonio on. So There you yeah. go. Well, I'll add, I'll add on to the Las Vegas shock that, that we saw yesterday. I mean, there's other ones that I was a little surprised at seeing. And one of those is Oakland losing 2-1 against Memphis. And Oakland hasn't won now, right? So it's like, whoa, what's going on with uh, Oakland? Yeah. had a really good last season. And also El Paso. I, I got to watch a little bit of uh, the ending of uh, their loss at home against New Mexico, 2-1. So, yeah, yeah, this season is... Is interesting. I mean, so the top teams from last aren't doing as great. So, yeah, we are seeing uh, the team uh, all about town business getting the business out of town. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and also Monterey, of course, they they saw another loss and uh, kind of going with what I was kind of predicting before too, right? Like Monterey's going to struggle in their first couple matches and. It's going to hopefully benefit us. And I mean, hopefully we're not the first to give them their three points <laughs> uh, when we play against them uh, after we face Tulsa this Sunday. 
So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, this this league is full of surprises this year. <laughs> so th- this Friday, we're going to be doing the town hall. Um, check our socials. We'll get more of the details as to like timing, but it'll be on on Friday. Jared's going to be in Sacramento. So he'll actually be doing the town hall actually in Sacramento in his hotel. So um, that, that should be uh, interesting seeing him back in, in SAC. Um, just real quick here, I want to give um, some results of other teams here in the Central Valley, and we'll be doing this uh, periodically throughout other uh, pods as, as they have results. Academica lost 4-3 in their season opener. Uh, it was away 4-3 against Sonoma. Uh, Central Valley Fuego had two friendlies uh, as well. They uh, beat uh, UC Merced 7-1, where our very own podcast Magic scored a hat trick. And then uh, they had a nil-nil tie against my own alma mater, Stan State, which uh, I'm thankful for. I told Billion, please, if there's one team I don't want you to score against, <laughs> it's them. And uh looks like they had a hard time against them. So uh, great stuff there. So those are the results. But we'll definitely be um, giving other results as uh, as seasons go on for, for other squads here in the area. All right. Well, uh, that about wraps up uh, tonight's show. Uh, Sharon, Jared, any final words before we close it out tonight? Well, to summarize Saturday, at first, San Diego match was paid in my but Las Vegas is bring preparation H. Wah, 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 wee, wah, wah. <laughs> I do have one thing to say, and that is, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us and listening to this very lengthy <laughs> podcast where we Broke down just about anything we wanted to break down. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. Um, also, follow us on social media uh, at State Republic 12, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that signed scarf that we mentioned last week would be giving away. Uh, we're going to be trying out something different. Uh, hop on our Twitter and find out how you can win it. It's either just going to be like a like or a retweet on the, the tweet that we'll put out. Um, I think it was a little complicated what we wanted to achieve last week and so um no one really did it so we're gonna change it up a bit i i, I know I, I put it a little too complex and <laughs> it was a little too uh open-ended of, of a contest but we'll have it be on on twitter this time and, and we'll have more contests as the season goes on as well great well everyone have a great night and uh, we'll see you this friday at our town hall in case anything funny is being said there you go. <laughs> and, I, and I will say, you know, you might want to keep the uh, uh, the, the beep uh, handy, at least for a couple a couple lines. <laughs> oh, 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 all right. We've been warned. All right. Honestly, if we just kind of get the cursing out of the way now, like, gosh darn it. Okay, I didn't curse very well. Yeah. Okay. Jared, I can't beat that. I think that's, uh, that's well, acceptable. Yeah, believe me, there there might be some here and there. And as far as uh, Rising Team, <laughs> believe me, ain't nothing rising in Phoenix uh, this past weekend. <laughs> Ooh, we can't wait to get, get to that. Well, to summarize Saturday, at first, San Diego match was paid in my <laughs> but Las Vegas is bring. Preparation H. Wah, 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 wee, wah, wah. I watch this game from Kazakhstan. This match is pain in my <laughs> I have I have less pain with 12 kilograms cinder block dropped on my hum. 